0: And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans.
1: Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Glad you could join us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name's Jeff Shade, and I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and the solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How are you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Happy New Year to you. Here we are together again on the radio celebrating yet uh, the turn of another year. And this is not only the end of a year, it's the end of a decade. 2020 is here already. So I want to start off by asking you, do you do any New Year's resolutions? Well, not
2: necessarily every year, but this year I kind of did. Got a new place and it's got a workout gym there. So I don't have any excuses anymore. No (laughs) excuse now for not going into the next room. Yeah. I'm uh, like a lot of people out there probably saying, well, I'm going to start working out and doing a little more self-care, I suppose, on that. Been working hard, but now I got to have a little balance. And that's kind of part of retirement planning too, kind of balancing things out.
1: Yeah, you've spent a lot of time working on Madrona Financial Services. It's about time that you took a little time to concentrate on yourself, get healthy. Not that you're not healthy already, but to stay healthy there. And as you said, now that you've got this great house with a gym in there, you've got absolutely no excuses whatsoever. Well, over the holiday season, you know, I was going to a few Christmas parties, and most of those people listened to this radio program, and I think they really all had one common question, and that is we're on this bull run right now. Does Brian think it's going to continue? I told him what I think that you would tell me but what do you think is it going to continue well if I give an
2: actual opinion on that and say what
1: it's going to do I'll probably
2: get yanked off the radio here by the <laughs> SEC but you know there's always going to be competing thoughts I mean the markets are where they are because half the people with money think that their stocks are too high and half think they're too low and that's where you get the price point that that's how you get the price of the market at any given time, so boy, that's that's a tough question. I'm looking at kind of the history of the market, though, and uh, it's kind of interesting if you look at the Dow Jones. When I graduated high school, boy, I feel old right now. The Dow was 963. Wow, it wasn't quite a thousand. When I graduated university, it was about oh, let's say about 1200. 1200. Yeah, it was 1200. And I started my first CPA job at the end of the decade of the 80s. It was about 2,700. So (laughs) at the end of the 80s, 2,700. End of the 90s, we fast forward to there, it was about 11,500.
1: That was a big, big jump. What caused a jump like that, do you think? The dot
2: com explosion happened because it was quite the rapid increase from where it started that decade, as I mentioned in the 2000s, to where it ended over 10,000. And so we were going along, humming along, and then came 9-11, the uh, dot-com crash, the recession. And we went from, oh, high of about 11,500 there down to about 7,600 in 2003. So it was a big drop. A lot of people uh, were pretty much done with the market at that point. Right, That was just devastating because a lot of people were heavy in tech stocks, and they, they took a tumble during that time. Well, fast forward, though, it had a huge recovery towards the end of 2003 to over 10,000 again. So kind of everybody got it back if they held on for those three years. And then we had a nice steady kind of increase over the next four years, four or five years. And then we hit 2008. And so 2008, going into that, we were at about 13,000. And then it dropped all the way down to 6,500 in 2009. Mm. That decade was very difficult yeah. on a lot of people. Absolutely. So if the first crash didn't get you, the second one did. Mm-hmm. So. We fast forward through that. Let's say you, you hung on through that. We ended the decade 2009 at 10400 which is about where we started the decade. Right, right. So that's why a lot of people call it the lost decade. Mm-hmm. A lot of people lost a lot of money because their timing, you know, when it really did drop, they got out. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, human nature. And so fast forward, you know, we started the decade at 10000 Well, now we're well over 28000 and so this decade has been ridiculously, right. <laughs> you know, part of it's because of, of the drop that we had 2008, the timing of it. But the decade itself has been phenomenal uh, as far as the markets are concerned. There's reasons for that. Certainly profitability has driven the increase. We've had technological advances that have driven corporate profits way up. We have historical low interest rates. A global economy, as we recall, if you look back even 10 years ago, really the only economies that were buying a lot of goods and services was the United States, Western Europe, and Japan. Right, And now throw in the rest of the world, essentially, Mm -hmm. you know, India, China, South America, Brazil, or in the emerging markets, and then Eastern Europe even, and, and so forth. So, we have so many more people can afford goods and services so there's a lot of reasons for the increase in profitability which of course made the markets go up now are the markets overvalued i'd say probably <laughs> to some degree 3 months ago i was saying they were fairly valued mm-hmm. based on historical price earnings ratios but as you know, just the latest last 3 months we've seen a, another big increase in market values and so now they're getting a little pricey it doesn't mean they're going to crash or anything, but
1: they are definitely pricey. Do you think that this upcoming election year here in 2020, I mean, this is one of the more volatile elections that we will have seen in recent years. Do you think that this election and all the hoopla that's involved with it is going to affect the markets much at all?
2: Well, that, that will entirely depend on who is elected. Certainly, whether you like him or don't like him, the markets have done well while Trump has been in office. And I think a lot of people would expect that to continue that are investors, no question about it. So if he were elected, I I don't know why it would be any different Mm -hmm. than it's been. It's a pro-business environment, pro-business executive office, clearly. And clearly, if you had the opposite of that, the socialist agenda in the executive office, uh, we'd have the reverse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. People would be running for the hills, selling and uh, moving and moving their money and finding better homes for it rather than having it sit around and get taxed just because you have it. So you would see a completely different outcome. I don't think the United States is ready to elect a socialist. But depending on who's in there, I mean, I and I've shared this before, I, I I believe that kind of Biden, Bloomberg, Trump, any of these, it's kind of business as normal. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Bloomberg's in the running that much, but I know Biden's numbers, you know, he's first. So I think it's Biden or Trump. I think it'd be business as normal. So I'm personally not expecting any particular outcome that would make me shocked and, and say, oh my gosh, we don't want to be in the market in the next four years. So I, I think it's going to be business as usual based upon the polling numbers, which we all know, aren't very accurate. They sure didn't help in no, the last not at all. election. <laughs> there wasn't a single poll in the United States Surpr- that picked Trump. Surprise. So, yeah. surprise. <laughs> so I you know, I, I don't know. You know that, that's the thing about markets. That's the thing about politics, the thing about everything. We just don't know.
1: In the unlikely event that it isn't Joe Biden and it isn't uh, Donald Trump, someone else gets elected president. Is this going to dramatically change the way you design portfolios to protect that money against taxes?
2: Well, I think uh, long term planning, certainly we would want to more uh, income tax free investment analysis. For instance, a lot of people put money into their 401ks. They max those out. They get a tax deduction now at today's current income tax rates. In exchange, they think down the road, they might pull it out when their rates are lower. But if you think it's opposite, if you think your future income tax rates are going to be higher, Mm -hmm. why would you want to do that? Wouldn't you want to do something else? You know, I would suggest uh, looking into a fixed index universal life policy. You can put money into that every month too. But you don't get a tax deduction when you put it in at today's rates. But when you pull it out down the road and all of the earnings, it's going to be at the zero bracket, Mm -hmm. no matter what the bracket is. So there's step one towards that. Certainly, if you're going to do 401K, you might consider the Roth 401K contributions. If you're going to be in real estate, you do the DSTs. You defer, defer, defer until you put it off and get a step up in basis someday. There's a lot of ways to claim a zero income tax bracket in the future using the tax laws available. And if it looked like we needed to, which I'm of the opinion we do. I mean, I, I just can't believe that 10, 20 years from now with the national debt, what it's going to be and kind of how the millennials seem to be leaning, how they're going to vote decades from now. I can't imagine we don't have a scenario where we spend a bunch of time with ridiculously high income tax brackets.
1: Yeah, I think that these low income tax rates, I mean, we should enjoy them while we can. As you said, the deficit there is quite substantial, and it seems that things eventually are going to go the other way. And as always, I think tax mitigation is something that we really need to be concerned about as far as our portfolios go. We talked about how the market evolved over the last decade and the last couple of decades. Let's talk about Madrona Financial Services. I mean, this is quite a different company today than it was even a decade ago. Where do you see Madrona Financial Services going as far as evolving?
2: Yeah, you know, when I came to work for Bob Bowers, Bob and I, uh, way back when, and now we've got about 30 people. There was no Madrona at the time, and that was added 20 years ago. And so, yeah, it has evolved quite a bit. You know, when it started out, it was kind of more just investment advisory, helping people with money to invest. But it's really changed over time to where it's more of a full-service, one-stop shop. With the estate planning, the, the low income tax, you know, zero income tax rate planning of investments that produce that rate. Certainly, with the holistic approach we use, stress testing uh, financial plans, helping business owners, helping real estate owners, helping people with retirement plans with all different kinds of questions that they need resolved. They're not getting a straight answer, maybe because not one person is able to help them with everything. And we feel like we can do a really good job of doing that here using the Madrona Bundle.
1: And one of the things I think that differentiates your firm from others is the fact that there's so much synergy here between Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. You often don't find financial services companies that have CPA firms right in house.
2: No, no, you don't. And and certainly there's a great synergy there because most of our advisors work on both sides. But even with that, in the years to come, I think we're going to see a lot more changes. I'm going to be adding other advisors. I've been talking to some folks with a lot of experience in the local area. And they're going to help with a lot of the new prospective clients that want to use Madrona Financial, check us out and all of that and be able to have more meetings. You know, I can't be everywhere mm-hmm. all the time. This It's not the Brian show. It's uh, I built a business, not a right. job, you know, and we're going to talk about that later in the show for business owners. But it's a business and there's a lot of people here that can do what I do. I happen to have the radio show and happen to own the stock of the company. But very talented people here. We work together building the portfolios or doing the the planning. It's a team effort here. It's not a bunch of silos.
1: In the beginning, Madrona Financial Services obviously helped pretty much everyone. I mean, in terms of social security planning and water annuities, that sort of thing, it seems that in recent years, and I don't know if it's going to continue to do this, I would think that it would, but you seem to be uniquely positioned to handle the needs of affluent investors.
2: Yeah, I've really focused on that the last few years. Uh, I was hired as a national coach to other financial advisors across the country, about 100 of them. And so I coach them on advanced strategies. And the, and the more time I spend, of course, you know, when you have to get up in front of hundred business owners in your business, you feel like you better know your stuff. And so it's kind of forced me back to school here a little bit. You know, not that I didn't know something about all these topics, but now I gotta speak about them, be an expert and I'm you know, I'm grilled by these folks and they're really smart people. Yeah. So, you know, I, I gotta raise my bar here. It's it's going to the, the bigs. I'm not in the minor leagues anymore. That's so right. you know so yeah it, it certainly has changed my personal focus. But again with the evolution of the firm I think we're gonna be able to help people at at all levels uh, going forward. Specifically, I might be spending more time with the owners and the more complex situations and high net worth individuals or pretty high net worth folks, but our firm can help people at many different net worth levels at a very high level.
1: Yeah, and I want to point out the fact that Madrona Financial Services is still going to help people who need help with Social Security and health insurance planning, that sort of thing, too. But if you are a high net worth investor, you have unique needs, such as how do I handle, for example, a family business, legacy planning. It might be investment real estate, that sort of thing. You are uniquely qualified to handle the needs of those people, charitable trust, that sort of thing. On today's show, Brian, I do want to talk about business owners and their particular needs. And we're going to be talking about stress testing for successful business owners. I know that you do this with the portfolios of your clients that maybe aren't in business for themselves, but I specifically want to talk about stress testing businesses. And we'll begin that conversation. All that and more when our show continues right after this.
0: Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it
2: comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on, or even if it's right for them? Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com.
0: That's madronafinancial.com. You own highly appreciated real estate and have decided to sell. You may be faced with limited options that could result in a substantial tax bill. Now, there may be another option. It's called a DST, and it can offer the benefits of real estate ownership without all of the baggage. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services are available to see if a DST could be right for you. Call 844 Madrona to learn if you can invest in real estate without the hassles of being a landlord. You won't be responsible for the debt or management, yet, you may still receive passive income. Best of all, the DST program offers a ready-made solution that may satisfy your 1031 exchange requirements, which could provide full tax deferral on the sale of your investment property. Call the team at Madrona Financial Services right now at 844-MADRONA to learn more about DSTs and if they are right for you. That's 844-MADRONA, or visit them at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now. Here's
2: Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about stress testing for successful business owners.
1: And Brian, I want to mention the fact that if you've missed any part of our show today or you want to hear it all over again, you can do that by going to madronafinancial.com. The radio show is there. Also, if you like podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast platforms right now. Just simply go to those platforms and search Growing Your Wealth and among those are iTunes and Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. Once again, all of our shows are there for you, all the past shows, including this one. All right, Brian, let's talk about stress testing for successful business owners. I know that we have a lot of business owners in our audience out there, and I know that you stress test the portfolios for your financial services clients, but let's talk about businesses. First of all, what is stress testing?
2: Yeah, stress testing involves making sure that when everything's going well, there's nothing to do. I mean, when markets are good or when uh, your business is going good. But what if something doesn't go well? What if we have a decline in the market? What if you have a health event? What if the market for your business changes? What if your goals change? When you started your business, you were full of energy and, and desire to get it going and build it. And, you know, there comes a day when that priorities basically change to where you're not necessarily just trying to grow a business, you're trying to say, well, what's my next step here? What's my either exit strategy, transition strategy? Am I training the next generation? Am I going to sell it? Do I even have a business? You know, these are the kinds of things we would talk about here.
1: So stress testing a business really puts it through its paces to determine whether or not the business will survive in various scenarios. Now, is stress testing a business, is this something that's fairly new? No,
2: it's just I I wanted to talk about this because a lot of people don't have an exit strategy and they don't have a plan for their biggest asset, their business. We've talked about this on the radio lots about DSTs, that they're an exit strategy for landlords because landlording is a huge national business. A lot of people own real estate that they rent out and they get to a point where they don't have an exit strategy. Landlording is a job. Even if you have a property manager, you're taking risk. It's a business taking risk. You could get some bad news on maybe the roof or the termites or the tenants or or change in tax law or change in landlord rental laws, that kind of thing. So just like any business, there can be a lot of negatives that can happen. Certainly every business has gone through tough times. It doesn't matter what business you're in. It ebbs and flows pretty much with economies, with where you're at and so forth. So just being aware that things aren't always going to be rosy. Here we are at the beginning of 2020 and markets are all-time high and the economy's never been better. Interest rate's low. Everything's working pretty well right now. But what if it doesn't? And what if you're not working as well in the future? maybe you're at an age where you're not as healthy as you were 25 years ago, and maybe that should be a consideration.
1: Right. We've seen stress testing used in the past by ultra-wealthy business owners, those people who have businesses that are worth in excess of $500 million. But these days, with some of the tools that we have, it is becoming increasingly, I think, more common for less affluent investors. And certainly, I think any business that has a chance of succeeding needs to be stress tested. So many people go into business even without a business plan, and they wonder why they failed. You and I have seen it people who open weightlifting stores in places where there aren't weightlifters or, you know, <laughs> restaurants going into places that, you know, there have been 10 failed restaurants. A lot of people just really don't put the proper thought into a business plan these days, do they?
2: Yeah, no, you're, you're referring to, I, I remember driving by the new business going, oh, what's going in there? Oh, weightlifting supplies. <laughs> well, okay, they had lifting belts for, right. you know, the 10 people in the county that are professional lifters, I guess. Sure, And, and uh, they probably bought theirs online cheaper anyway. So. So, I, yeah, I kind of look at that and go, well, that's not going to last long. And it was about three months in that case. And we talked about the entrepreneur's wheel, about the eight things that every business has to do well to succeed. Now, sometimes you can start a business and you get lucky. You have all eight. You have a great idea. You mm-hmm. have good management, financing, cash flow, profitability, good quality control, all those things that you need to survive but often you don't. But there's another aspect to all of this. Even if you have a successful business, you're saying, why do I need to plan? I'm doing fine. Yeah, again, you're doing fine, but none of us are immortal. And all of us at some point need to kind of hang it up. And you can't just get there and go, huh, I'm 75 years old, I've been running this business great, and now I wanna sell it. And you look around and go, huh, I haven't trained anybody. I don't have anybody interested. I haven't worked out a plan. You don't have a business anymore. You got nothing to sell. And it might have been something you could have sold and a really nice retirement nesting from that, if that's
1: your goal. So we're talking about the overall concept of stress testing a business, but let's talk about some of the specifics. What are the particular areas that you stress test?
2: Yeah, the areas that I'm talking about, first is an exit plan. What is your exit plan? Are you just going to not show up for work one day and and lock the door and walk away and and not pay rent on on the place anymore? Or if it's your own place, you have a plan to sell it. So exit planning is is really key. Asset protection planning is another one. That's where we're looking at okay some of the things that could go wrong. How do we protect against that so it doesn't devastate us? Because we know things that go haywire sometimes. So have a plan for that. And finally, just kind of putting this all together into a retirement plan. Again, you can't work forever, and most people don't work just fine up until. They were feeling just great on Tuesday. They were 92 years old and they die on Wednesday. You know, it's just not how life works. We kind of gradually uh, get into a lesser health. And so having a retirement plan around all of this, so exit planning, asset protection planning, and retirement planning.
1: All right, so let's go into each of those in a little more detail, and let's start with exit planning. I mean, you've got this business. Certainly, the day is going to come one day when you can't run this business or you don't want to run this business. It appears that you have two choices, one of which is to sell it to someone else, and the other is to pass it along to an heir. So let's talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, you know, businesses can take all forms. I talk about real estate as a business because a lot of people I've talked to, well, I'm fine being a landlord. And well, that may be, but what if something happened to you? So that's where we get into the asset protection area. What if something happened to you? How's your spouse feel about being a landlord? Ooh, not so good. Or something happened to you and your kids are going to inherit them. How are they at negotiating the sale of commercial real estate and making sure they don't get taken on that? Oh, yeah. Or how are they at being a landlord? Do they they even want to? That's another big thing now. So that's just for real estate. But for a business, it's even more complex because... You can hire a property manager and probably get by for a while on that, but with a regular type of business, not so easy. You got to train people. You know, you think about your own business and the millions of decisions have been made and mistakes have been made, things have been fixed. Transferring that information to somebody else is not that easy. And if you do, are they able to compensate you for the value of the business if, in fact, you've built a true business?
1: And if you're looking to exit by selling the business, too, I mean, you have to have the right financials in order. You have to be able to show that this business is a viable business, that these are what the profits are. This is what we project to go into the future as well, too. And I think you have dealt with a number of businesses here in the services that you offer at Madrona Financial, where you have found that people really don't keep any records at all.
2: Yeah, then maybe the records aren't that good, or maybe, hey, it's profitable as long as I'm here. Right. But if you're not here, is it? And what's your replacement cost of someone like you going to be? Is that person even, do they even exist? You know, have you built a business or is it just you, you know, and you can't sell you? And so that's something. Is it profitable? I mean, a lot of businesses are sold based upon a multiple of called EBITDA, earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, and amortization. And we'll look at several years of that. And so making sure that you have good, strong earnings in that respect can really improve your outcome. But you have to, again, factor in, what if I'm not here? What does this business look like? What's it going to earn? Is somebody going to want to buy it? If so, because, you know, they got to make a profit. They got to know that they're buying a a good, strong business, even when you're not there.
1: So if you're considering uh, the sale of your business, skillfully executed stress testing can identify ways to walk away with more wealth from the sale, money that can go into the family instead of going to the government. And that brings me to the subject of taxes. Minimizing future estate taxes can be a major component of exit planning. However, only about one in 10 successful entrepreneurs has acted to freeze the value of the business. Now, I've heard of this. What is freezing the value of the business?
2: You know, you can go through There's a number of ways you can do that. You can do gifting. Let's say you're giving it, handing it down to the next generation. It could be gifting percentages now and setting their value now, getting them out of your estate, counting that against your federal exemption, which is very high right now. It could be lower in the future. So I could do a deep dive here, but I'd probably lose most of, you know, have people nodding off on their drive as they listen to me on the radio. But, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do estate planning wise. But that's kind of almost as funny as it sounds, the easy part. Mm -hmm. Often the hardest part is knowing what do you want? What do you want all of this to look like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, five years from now, whatever your time frame is, what is the outcome that you're trying to achieve? Once we know, oh, you want to maximize the dollar amount of your business when you sell it, you want to work five years, you want to work part-time for some of that and kind of ease out and transfer the clients and make sure they're taken care of, and all, whatever it is. Once we know kind of what the goal is, then the rest of the planning, it's not easy But it's not rocket science, but it sure helps to know what the goal is.
1: You're listening to Madrona Financial Services' Growing Your Wealth Program with Brian Evans, Jeff Shade, along with you. We're here for you every week on Saturdays to talk about your fiscal fitness and your financial education. If you want to have a second opinion about your portfolio or about your business, it is a totally complimentary service from Madrona Financial Services and you can request it by calling 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, or you can request it online at madronafinancial.com. We're talking about stress testing your business, and we'll continue with that conversation and talk more about asset protection planning and retirement planning when our show continues right after this.
0: Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. A dip in the
2: market like we've seen lately could cost you years of retirement income and it's unnecessary. This is Brian Evans, President and CEO of Madrona Financial Services. Today we see how investments can erode based on events here and around the world but there's no doubt that people with better plans will be far less affected So here are the four don'ts about investing in times like these. Don't panic, don't get hung up on talk of a correction, don't think anyone knows what's going to happen next, and don't be complacent. Now here's your one do. Call Madrona Financial Services today, especially if you're at or near retirement. Our team specializes in retirement planning and can guide you to manage your risk no matter what's around the corner. Call us at 844-MADRONA. Our team will review your retirement plan in two one-hour meetings. It's quick, it's easy, and it just might add years of income to your retirement. Give us a call at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com.
1: Do you know how to provide a 30-year retirement plan with a 40-year career? The number of Americans who live to 100 will increase by 10 times in the next 30 years. The facts are, you could live longer than you thought, and the last thing you need is to run out of income when you need it the most. A plan that takes longevity into account increases the odds that you'll be financially able to do what you love with the people you love for the rest of your life. Call Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA. They'll work with you to help your 40-year career finance your next 30 or more years. The economy, our lifespan, and retirement have changed drastically since the time we entered the workforce. Have your retirement and tax strategies kept up? Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for a complete no-obligation retirement readiness review. Your retirement income plan should last as long as you do, and Madrona Financial Services can help you get there with a customized plan that suits you. Call right now for your retirement review at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com.
0: You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona
2: Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about
1: business owners. And Brian, we've talked about exit strategy there. In this segment, I want to begin to talk about asset protection planning. There are a lot of ways out there that your business can be attacked. So let's talk about asset protection planning.
2: Yeah, we have a lot of attorneys in this country, a lot of lawsuits, a lot of frivolous lawsuits. People love to sue, it seems like, and and, uh, big bucks can be thrown around. So It's very important to protect yourself from that. Certainly in service industries, you need malpractice insurance. You have to have pretty high levels of that. When I talk to individuals, they might own a rentals or whatever. I always encourage them to get an uh, umbrella policy Mm -hmm. that would cover things that, that may not be covered by your standard insurance policy. So you get millions of dollars worth of that kind of coverage at a minimum often. Making sure that you have the proper corporate structures. Having an LLC in place, maybe electing S-corp status for tax purposes, as opposed to sole proprietor. You know, sole proprietor, you don't have those kinds of protections against your personal assets, whereas a business entity can. Now, some people, they set up their business entity, but they don't do any of the proper paperwork. They don't do annual board of director meetings. Mm -hmm. I'm going to meet with myself. I'm like, yeah, you actually do and document that so that Mm -hmm. someone can't pierce your corporate veil. And so, you know, making sure that you are updated on your paperwork, that it is done, that it's complete, that you're going through the motion. You got to do the steps to protect yourself. Making sure your tax filings are are done properly. That's another big one that can get pretty onerous on you. But having the insurances in place, whether they're the business insurance or in the investment world, that's where we use different things like the life insurances. Certainly when you have multiple partners, you can have cross buy-sell agreement funded by insurance policies. Having fixed indexed annuities in place for cash flow and retirement, or again, the fixed index universal life for that kind of thing. Having trusts, that can be a way to protect assets also especially if you're, you have a legacy plan and you're gifting. So there's a lot of ways that we got to kind of involve the attorneys to protect us in various situations.
1: Brian, you mentioned real estate investors. If I am an investor and I own, let's say, four different pieces of rental real estate, should I have all of that real estate in one company? Or do you suggest that you have four separate companies, four different pieces of real estate so that if there's a claim against one, it doesn't affect the other three?
2: Yeah. I mean, often people will have multiple entities when it comes to real estate one of the pushbacks I always hear, yeah, but it's going to cost me more, you know, to file that extra tax return. Don't want to do that. I'm like, well, that may be, but I can definitely tell you that you might spend a little bit more now, but if you're ever in a situation where everything you have is at risk because you didn't have separate holdings, separate entities, you're going to wish you had a time machine, go back and make that happen. Now I'm not going to tell everybody to just go out and have a different LLC for every one of your rental properties. That's not what I'm saying. You want to consult your tax advisor on that and your attorney on that. But what you bring up is a valid point, Jeff, that certainly if you have all of your stuff in one entity, all of the assets in that entity are subject to lawsuits. And if you don't have proper
1: insurances and all of that, things can go haywire. Yeah, that's exactly right. Somebody trips and falls in property number one, files a claim against you if they're not separate entities, all four of those properties could be liable. Now, a lot of people have businesses that are sole proprietors. Now, there's another interesting thing, too. I mean, you don't really want your personal assets commingled with your business assets because if something goes wrong with a business asset and you're a sole proprietor, they could very possibly, if they win, take your house.
2: Absolutely. And that's why people do LLCs and they do uh, corporations. They can protect your personal assets. Partnerships do not. Sole proprietors do not. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a general partnership, uh, you're not protected personally there either. And so knowing entity structures, having that right, there's tax implication to different entity structures. Often you'll hear maybe me refer to setting up as an LLC, but electing S-corp status for income tax filing purposes. That's something, again, you want to talk to your tax advisor about. That can be a potentially good way to protect assets and protect,
1: against. guess, uh, make sure you can lower the amount of taxes that you pay also. If I want to set up an LLC electing S-corp status, is that something that's difficult to do? I mean, can I do it myself or would you advise having the help of someone who's done it before?
2: I absolutely advise you get some help because we can always fill out our own legal paperwork, save a few bucks. Of course, I could do my own dentistry. You know, sure. I got a doorknob and you know, a big piece of string. And a mirror. There's, yeah. there's certain things that maybe you, you want to get right because if you don't, uh, it can really hurt you. So I'm going to go to the dentist. I'm going to go to a doctor. I'm going to hire an attorney. I'm going to seek a, you know proper advisors when I need them and not try and save a few bucks and do it myself.
1: Let's talk about retirement planning when it comes to owning a business. Nearly three out of five successful business owners have qualified retirement plans. And for some companies, they're not viable. Let's talk about that.
2: Yeah, and and certainly retirement planning is, think about it. I mean, we go to work for different reasons. One is to be productive and to make a living. Also, another one might be so you can retire someday because we're not always going to be young and vibrant. And maybe there's other things you want to do. Maybe there's other careers we want to go into that aren't as lucrative. So I'm talking to a lot of people about that. You know, and the retirement planning isn't so I could go play golf and, you know, we talk about in this show, watch Judge Judy all day. Mm-hmm. It could be that I make a lot of money maybe or good living at what I'm doing, but I'd rather go do some charitable work that pays, you know, one-fifth as much. Can I do that? Is, is that, that? That would be part of my retirement plan or spending time with the grandkids, uh, watching them or whatever it is. And so it's certainly important to have a retirement plan because that's really why we have a career. And in the end, the the end goal is that you would have a plan and exit strategy uh, being the retirement plan.
1: We're talking about stress testing your business here on Growing Your Wealth. Uh, Brian, do all businesses really need a stress test? What are some of the questions that you should ask yourself if you're wanting to answer that question?
2: Well, I would think, yeah. I, I think every business needs to be looked at critically. And as the owner, you, you might be just kind of in the day-to-day, not seeing the forest for the trees. You're in the trees all day long. And so you're not working on your business. And every business owner should be able to put some time aside so they can work on their business. And it, you know, it doesn't mean you have to put half your time into it. it. It could be just a few hours here and there. But I think every business needs a CEO talking to a CFO, you know, looking at it. And that could be you as a CEO talking to your CPA as a CFO. Whatever it is, look at your business. Understand that you're going the right direction, that you have desires for the outcomes. Okay, am I working towards those outcomes? Does this make sense what I'm doing? I'm putting all this effort into it. Does it make sense? Is it getting me where I want to be? Am I properly structured? Have I taken the time to make sure that it can't all go away just because of a bad lawsuit or a mistake or a bad economy for a year or something like that? with landlords in Seattle, maybe it's time for them to reassess whether they should own that property at all and do a DSD now to get get out of it now when the timing is good. So timing and things the unknown are always out there. So I absolutely believe that every business should have some kind of a stress test.
1: Brian, you talked about the C-level positions, and you talked about the CPA and the CFO. Let's say that I've got a small business, and, oh, for example, let's say that I have a pizza restaurant or something like that, and I'm using QuickBooks right now to sort of balance things out a little bit. Is it always advisable, or can Madrona Financial actually act as the CPA and the CFO of your business?
2: Yeah, Bauer Evans, CPA firm that I own, uh, essentially is that. We are essentially a CFO of small businesses that, that use us. Now, yeah, QuickBooks uh, is a good example there. Of virtually everybody has QuickBooks. Virtually everybody's QuickBooks is not properly reconciled. <laughs> right. So my accountants can help with that, or we can help train you to, to do some of that. I mean, if your numbers aren't good, then the data's, you know, garbage in, garbage out. And so all that stuff needs to be reconciled. But again, you have to have a tax plan, you know, you have to have a retirement plan, a business strategy plan, an exit strategy for your real estate plan, a legacy plan. This is just thinking ahead. And not just blindly going along and getting to your later years going, oh, now what? I don't take any of this account. I I guess I got to work the rest of my life. Having a plan can really solve a lot of issues now when you think about them now as opposed to just reacting as they come up.
1: Brian, right, a lot of people have family businesses and maybe they have family trusts, that sort of thing. And I've heard this term VFO, that's Virtual Family Office. Is that something that you also do here at Madrona Financial Services when it comes to a family business or a family trust, that sort of thing?
2: Yeah, informally, we, we do that. I mean, certainly because we're able to talk about legacy planning businesses with the CPAs that we have, that's what we work with. We primarily work with business owners and uh, owners of real estate or, uh, you know, people. People have a little more complex, taxable situations. And so, you know, with the CPA working in concert with Madrona, we essentially take on that role. There isn't a whole lot, you know, if you listen to the show, there's probably, you realize there's probably not a whole lot of things we can't consult on at a pretty high level when it comes to the business world. We understand this stuff. We got the taxes down too with the CPAs on staff here. So that can be really critical. I've seen, you know, advisors out there giving advice in areas that they, they don't really, they don't do for a living. And, and so they're, you know, like whether it's CPA or, or legacy planning estate, trust, whatever, they're giving some basic advice in order to sell their goods or services, but they're really not maybe doing a special thing for the client. Uh, they're not giving the highest level.
1: Once again, we're offering a second opinion service. If you have questions about anything that we have spoken about today, you have a business, maybe you have uh, family business concerns, or maybe you want someone to take a look at your portfolio, give you a second opinion, you can get that. It is a complimentary second opinion. There's no cost, no obligation. All you've got to do to get yours is call 844-MADRONA and schedule your appointment. Once again, that number is 844-MADRONA. You can also get a second opinion by requesting it online. And you can do that by going to madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Social Security and when to claim it. All that and more when our show continues after this.
0: Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA
2: and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management, and best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 84 844- for Madrona to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com.
1: DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuers offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents.
0: If you've created wealth through owning your own business or through real estate investments, you're living the American dream, at least until you want to retire. Before you take any advice about selling your income producing assets, stop and consider the tax implications and investment opportunities available to you. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs want to help teach you about those opportunities, so give them a call at 844-MADRONA. As business owners, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors, you deserve and need more services than the average investor. That's where Madrona comes in. They're a fully staffed financial advisory and CPA firm. Whether it's helping with the business succession plan or creating tax and income smart alternatives for selling your investment properties, they can help. Call today to schedule your no obligation meeting with one of Madrona's CPAs or advisors at 844 Madrona or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's M A D R O N A financial.com. Financial planning and CPAs under one roof. That's Madrona Financial Services. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer
2: Evans
1: CPAs. In this segment, we're going to talk about when to claim Social Security. And Brian, you know, some people take Social Security right away, but they may not be aware of what they're potentially missing out on. So let's talk about some of the things to consider before claiming Social Security. The first one is going to be simply when to take Social Security. You can take it at 62. That's the earliest you can take it. You can take it at your full retirement age, or you can take it at age 70. And we were talking off the air that people have questions to you about taking Social Security, but it's really more about how long am I going to live than it is how much money I'm going to get.
2: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of non-financial considerations when it comes to taking Social Security. Certainly, you can take it at 62, and that is the most popular age that people take Social Security. However... If you still have a job and you're making more than oh about 17,000 bucks a year, you got to start giving it back. And 17,000 isn't all that much. So, a lot of people say, "Well, I don't want to have to give it back cuz then you don't have any raises anymore, those annual increases that are built in." And so, you wait until your full retirement age. At full retirement age, if you're born in 1960 or later, it's 67 years old. If it's earlier than that, it's 66 and so many months. If you wait until then, then you can make as much money as you want. So it's kind of a weird thing. You know, if you're working in your early 60s, probably not going to take Social Security until you fully retire. So let's say you retired at 64. Maybe you want to take it then because now you don't have to give it back because you decided I'm not going to have earned income more than 17000 a year anymore. So you might want to start taking it at that point. Now,
1: there are times where I wouldn't want to do that. That's exactly right. Let's talk about how much you can make again. Again, you pointed out the fact that it is earned income. That means money that you get a W-2 for or you're a sole proprietor. It does not mean money that you get from your investments. So if you do have investments that pay you some dividends, you can still take those as long as it's not earned income beyond $17,640, that is, in 2019. But that goes up every year, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it goes up a little bit. But again, that isn't very much money for earnings. So often, you know, I can give you the example of why I wouldn't, which is kind of weird. Let's say that sometimes I'll have, you know, one of the spouses, let's say it's the guy, and he's maybe not taking good care of himself. He's you know he doesn't have longevity in his family, and he made a lot of money when he worked, and his spouse did not. In that case, it might want to wait because the spouse is going to get his higher amount no matter what. And let's say you know her mom's you know 98 years old and they're just doing great. Then in that case, there's a situation where yeah, definitely I would say just statistically speaking, I mean this gets a lot easier if you tell me how long you're going to live, then I can you know, tell you when to take it. Yeah. But you can't. But we can have some basic statistical, you know, you know who you are if I'm talking about you, basically. And so that person might want to wait if they're married. If they're single, they want to take it early because there isn't that advantage and you want more checks. If I took it at full retirement age and let's say that age was 66, I'd rather have those 48 checks that I wouldn't have otherwise by waiting till age 70. So, for most of my clients, they want to take it as soon as they can, where they don't have to give money back, which means after they fully retire, regardless of the age, after age 62, unless they're in that situation where, again, they, you have a situation where one of the spouses may greatly outlive the other one and they were the lower earning spouse.
1: There are literally, I think, thousands of ways that you can take Social Security. It just all depends upon your individual circumstance. And you have something here called a social security optimization program that you can run for people. What's that all about?
2: Yeah, we do have that program. And, you know, generally it'll say your break even points about age 78, 79 years old, but it's these other questions. So, you know, how long, no one knows how long you are going to live, but people generally have an idea, you know, it's if, if things go well, they'll, they'll live a certain life based upon their genetics. So, you know, that gets into it. Some of it is just the rest of your finances. If the rest of your finances are fine, maybe you don't want to take it at all. You don't, you know, you think you're going to live a long life, then yeah, you might want to wait. So, There's a lot that goes into it. All all of our retirement planning, we're looking at different things that a person can do, when to take Social Security. Let's say you work at Boeing. When should you start that pension? Should you take a lump sum or the pension? Maybe you have a big 401k account. You want to retire early from that job and do some charitable work. Then you can do what's called a Section 72T election, where you can start taking money out of your retirement account before age 59 and a half and not have to pay the 10% penalty. So you might have annuities in your portfolio or fix the next universal life. So you have all these different things that you can turn on at different points in your life, which could help put your retirement plan
1: in a really good place. Brian, you talked about that break-even age, 78, 79, maybe 80 years old. Let's do an example here. I've heard a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to take it until 70 because I'm going to get more money. Well, let's say that you died at 80 years of age. You began taking it at 70. You've gotten 10 years of checks. But if you took it at 62, you got 18 years of checks so uh, you're really not making that much more it's just that you're getting fewer checks
2: well yeah at at age 79 if you had had two different people and one of them started and and only took you know nine years of checks and the other took the 17 years of checks whatever it was they would have gotten the exact same amount of money at age 79 and that is the break even there so you well i I plan on living past 79 so i'm going to wait well, you can do that. You will end up with more money. But now we have to look at the quality of life aspect. Do you want more money when you're 85 or do you want more money when you're 65? Most people say 65 because I'm more active. So the value of that early money is more than the value of late money. So you can't just compare dollars. You know, If, if I'm incapable of spending money, I, the more dollars in my account just doesn't mean a lot, of, lot to me
1: versus when I was capable. And I've heard people say, well, this is a moot point. I mean, hey, you know, I'm 50-some years of age. There won't be any Social Security by the time Mm I get old enough to take it. But I don't think that's quite the case. But is there any danger that Social Security is going to go away?
2: Probably not in the next upcoming decades. Not to say it's not going to get watered down. I think the only way it's going to survive is if they change the entry age. And eventually, they're going to have to get rid of that age 62. People are very healthy at age 62. (laughs) They live a long time. When they started Social Security, you were 65 when you could take it, and the average life expectancy was 66, I think was the statistic. So it wasn't meant to be a 30-year retirement plan like it is now for a lot
1: of people. Now, Social Security, this is really an annuity that lasts your entire life, doesn't it? I mean, it's really not cut off at some particular age.
2: Yeah, it's similar to an annuity. You know, When I put people into insurance annuities with lifetime cash flow, Very similar concept to Social Security in that every year you put it off taking your 12 monthly checks, you get an automatic increase built into it so that the remaining checks are higher, just like Social Security. The primary difference between a fixed index annuity, cash flow for life, and Social Security, however, is if you die prematurely with the annuities, the money does not go to the insurance company. It goes to your heirs, whereas Social Security, it it just ends. There is no residual amount.
1: Brian, is there any way for our listeners to find out approximately how much they're going to get in Social Security when they retire? I know that Social Security used to send you a statement every year. They don't do that anymore. So how can we find out how much we're going to get?
2: Yeah, you got to go online and get that information. And, you know, I would encourage you to do that. Make sure that uh, the report is right. Uh, they do make mistakes. You know, I've even looked at mine and not that it mattered, but when I was a young man, it, it showed me a zero mm-hmm. one year. And I'm like, well, I, I remember I was in the, you know, working out in those fields every single year. I didn't just take a summer off. So you know, <laughs> why do I have a zero here? But it's not part of my uh, equation anymore when it mattered. Uh, as far as my social security, I have 35 years of Other earnings and and, uh, they're much higher than they were then, but uh, they do make mistakes. And so, yeah, and and you want to get that because at some point you want to do a retirement plan. And obviously, we offer them here at Madrona Financial. Uh, So uh, that's going to be something we're going to ask you for. We're not going to guess. You have to tell us what your Social Security is at a particular
1: age. Brian, if I take Social Security at age 62 and I determine that I shouldn't have done that, is there a chance for a do over?
2: there is a chance you got, to, I think, 12 months you can go do a do-over on, on that. Uh, you got to give them their money back and they'll say, okay, we'll pretend you didn't, you didn't take any. But if you don't do it within the 12 months, you're stuck.
1: All right. So there is one do-over opportunity. So it is a wise idea to put some thought into when you should take Social Security. And once again, I highly advise you that if you have questions about that, you can get a Social Security Optimization Plan run for you here at Madrona Financial Services when you come in for your second opinion service, or maybe you want a first opinion on the financial plan that you've got. Once again, there's no cost, no obligation for that. It is a complimentary plan. You can get it by calling 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or as always, you can log on to madronafinancial.com. Well, once again, Brian, we're out of time for this week. Before we go, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Happy New Year to everybody. The executive producer, Growing Your Wealth's John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the cookie monster, Greg Dennett. Our show is produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoeple. Christy Parmenter is our associate producer. Laura McLaughlin is our content supervisor. Josh Toys, our technical editor. And Maite Talavera is in there, too, doing her thing. Surfer boy Pete Gustin is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth.
2: The Madrona Bundle Services has become so popular that we started bundling everything. Hi, this is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, to tell you about the latest thing we've bundled, our books. We're proud to announce the Complete Book of Retirement, which bundles together our guides on retirement investing, annuities, passive real estate investing, and even information for the high net worth investor into one convenient and informative book. You can get your free copy today by going to madronafinancial.com. And if you're looking for even more information on investing, you can sign up for Madrona University to continue your investor education. Of course, if you need more personalized help, you can always sign up for a complimentary review. We'll sit down to discuss your retirement plan and explain how the Madrona bundle of services provides you with everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Get started today by calling 844-MADRONA and don't forget to download your free copy of The Complete Book of Retirement at madronafinancial.com.
1: At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more. And the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, Call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life. And we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com.